Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Dr. Ken Wyant from Tennessee Tech University in the College of Business. And Ken has lots of business experience as well, which makes him a, a great co-host here. We're going to talk with t- today with you about your reputation, because in the end, nothing else really matters in terms of growing your business. And we're going to talk about how that's possible. It may not seem likely at the moment, but if you've ever had a turning point in your life, uh, a spot that you can point to where th- where things weren't going right and you knew it, and you knew it was time to change, and you knew it was time to change yourself or your business, now what do you do? You know, well, this, this is kind of self-assessment time, and it's appropriate the, in the spring, of course, because you're looking at a... Um, a whole long summer and uh, hopefully a pleasant one and a fall and winter coming up. So it's a good time to self-assess and and you can't stick your, you can't plan your financial future on what you've done before. It has to be based on other things. Ken, you have any thoughts about what that should be? Reputation drives how you're perceived. Okay. Um, You can focus on uh, as, a, as a business owner, you can focus on costs and maximizing sales and do that at, at the um, uh, and risk your reputation for short run uh, benefit. But in the long run, the reput- if the reputation suffers, your long run sales are actually going to suffer. So what is truly at stake when it comes to your reputation in, in your career or your business? Is it lack of revenue or income, lack of reputation? Those, is that the greatest problem? Are we constantly running around trying to find ways to make more money, more income, more profit? And too often we overlook the thing you're talking about, which is reputation. And successful businesses are universally based on reputation. And maybe we could talk a little about how that interprets if you're running your own business or your own professional practice. What kinds of things do you need to be focused on? Can you have a well, couple? Of- I mean, we talk about growing our business. We talk about uh, getting the word out on our business. And one of the most powerful ways to develop new sales, new relationships is word of mouth. So, but, so we're, we're focusing, what we're saying is focus on that and not on the money. That's a hard thing to do if you're, you're really struggling financially with your business. Um, and yet, in the end, by focusing on the money part, you're not going to go forward. <laughs> because the, the only thing that moves a successful business and makes it more successful, or even a business that's brand new, is the reputation you build for it and not the amount of money that you're bringing in the door. That could, that could work for a little while, I suppose, if you're, if you're focused on making money. Uh, it might carry you through a few weeks or months, but in the end, if that's your total, the thing you're paying most attention to, it isn't going to work. Business is done uh, by people working with people. It is a relationship. Uh, yes, you are, you are in business, to have sales and to earn a an income and to develop value. But business is done by people. CEOs of large companies will remind us that uh, all things being equal, you do business with those you are comfortable with. 
even when things are not equal, you will do business with those that you are comfortable with. That comfort is in the form of reputation. Well, and I think that one of the things that I've um, been spending a lot of time with thinking about and and, um, actually kind of teaching and coaching with clients that I've had is is the idea that when people first meet you or when customers first come to your place of business or buy a product or service that you have, there are only two questions that those people ask. That they, don't, they may ask about what something costs, but in their minds, they are asking first and foremost, can I trust this person? Secondly, they're asking, can I respect this person's capabilities? And, and so by asking those two questions, those are, uh, you know, snap judgments are made by all of us. We all do that. We all ask those two questions first. And, and there is where reputation kicks in. So if you have been doing something that is for the good of, of others, and you've been really conscious of customer service and, and treating your customers uh, and your employees to the best of your ability, those two questions will get answered. People will feel that they can trust you. Um, they, they will feel that they, they can respect your capabilities, and that's going to bring you more business. Those are the things that really make a business take off or a professional practice. The same thing, same dynamics. Long-term success in business is by repeat business, repeat customers, and Repeat customers are based on that relationship of trust. But what brings customers back time after time after time is knowing that they can come and trust, as you said, uh, that they know what's going to happen when they try to do business with you. And that reputation is uh, what develops that trust. Or as an indicator of that right. trust. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I think, uh, not to harp on this too long, but the idea that those people who are focused on building a great reputation always treat people the right way. They take care of customers. They value their colleagues. They follow through on commitments. They respect the competitors. They do the right thing even when it's not the easy thing for them to do. And, and that's the key to this. A lot of times it's easy to just back away from an irate customer and go out the door or through the back into the back room or just just avoid the whole issue. The hard part is to confront the customer in a receptive way and pleasantly and hear what it is that they're saying and trying to say and and giving them a sense of satisfaction at whatever their issue is. That's the hard thing. But those those kinds of hard situations are what make for successful businesses. Um, we are going to take a break here. I think that's about time. So we're, we're going to ask you to stay with us because when we come back, we're going to give you some definite ideas about how to proceed with this. And uh, don't go away because uh, Dr. Wyan has some great ideas for you. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Dr. Ken Wyatt, and we have been talking about reputation being the key to successful business, the key to successful business or professional practice. Um, it, it, you may feel like, you know, you go, for example, to a doctor's office because you have a need for some help with an issue or a concern that you have, 
But you know what? In the end, you're going you're gonna to end up going to the doctor who most practices the same thing that we're suggesting for business owners, and that is to rely on reputation and to treat instead of customers, patients. There's no difference in what you're doing. People want to feel a sense of confidence. And we ended up there, on the, I think, on that point. Um, and Ken, you had another little topic you want to introduce here you think is part of this flow, so maybe we could... Well, uh, I think that part of uh, what we're talking about in reputation is that building a reputation is part of... Uh, um, earning the trust of our customers and clientele, and also uh, taking and uh, and getting the word out about our business so that we can extend our uh, the awareness and our reach uh, and communicate with our existing customers and with potential customers to get them uh, aware of what we do and hopefully get them to come and 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 do business right. T- uh, um, uh, our services or our products. And one way of doing that is uh, communicating with uh, um, our potential clientele and our existing customers just through texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen all forms of communication, and we've all experienced um, um, ways in which that works well in ways that it has not worked quite as well. Well, we all get started on this texting thing, and it kind of finds its way into business, and then we start to think that's a pretty hot way to be in touch with customers, and and, and we start doing that, I guess, until we I, <laughs> your, your thumbs get tired. Um, I, I just saw a little cartoon the other day of a, a mother scolding the children who had come to the dinner table um, with their cell phones, and she just said, you know, I'm sorry, we're going we're gonna to have dinner now, so, so go in and wash your thumbs. <laughs> and I, I thought that was cute. But anyway, getting on to texting with customers. Um, texting, oh, you know, it really works for a lot of people in a social way and in a business manner when you're talking about meetings and getting together and going back and forth with clients and stuff like that. But when you are trying to do marketing, I think it has a lot of shortcomings, um, seems to me, you, you, because you, you end up starting to short-circuit it or trying to short-circuit it, the, the method, with, um, with the methodology, <laughs> so to speak. Do you, do you now, if, if we're not careful and we're not uh, um, strategic, and planned in our approach if we want to start texting with our customers and clients. Uh, we're not, if we're not careful, it becomes like junk mail, and we all know how we handle junk mail. A perception, any kind of indication that it's junk mail, it's torn in half and put in the trash can and uh, most likely unopened. Uh, We've seen that with email. It gets, it gets like an invasion of privacy to people. With email, know. and texting is, is much more personal. And so one would be to create a structure to, uh, to give customers and potential customers a chance to opt in to this oh, rather so than just option. forcing them. Yeah. Allow well, that option. Right. I, if somebody does it to me and I haven't had any say about it, I don't even look at it. I, I can't be bothered. I don't, you know... Um, but if they ask me, um, I may say yes, I may say no, but if I say yes, 
then I've set myself up to be receptive to whatever you're sending. And, and so that's going to be fine. And then but, we have to be thoughtful about how we text and that we yeah. are texting valuable information to the customer. What, if what they are run some it, if, guidelines there? What do you well, think? I think that uh, be careful of... <laughs> Be careful of overly abbreviating what you're trying to say. Uh, keep the context there. I agree with that. Well, because not everybody understands everything from your your brain, <laughs> right? You, Absolutely. You, you may you may shorten uh, text to txt and leave out the e, or you may say, uh, uh, you know, I mean things that are. AM and PM and all that are fine, you know, but when you're starting to pick if, uh, a BTW for by the way or something like that, well, you know, not everybody gets that. Or If I want to advise you that a that you've placed an order in your products here, uh, simply a text that says it's here may not be quite enough <laughs> to give you the information that is valuable. And I think that when you start writing text, you need to think about is it clear and valuable when you read it as if you're a customer. You need to put your client or your customer's hat on to say, does this fit the way that you would want them to read about you? Um, it's also, we have to understand that the tone that you're feeling, the context that you, the, the, the style that you want to convey right. may not come across. It's difficult enough to get your tone across when you're writing a paragraph. But when you're doing it in just a few words, it is very easy for something that is intended to be humorous to come across as very terse and um, abrupt. And we have to be careful about how things are read. Still valuable, but we have to make them valuable. Well, as you know, I spend a lot of my life writing. And I have I've, I've, everything from... Scripts to books to uh, articles, newspaper, magazine, and things, all kinds of stuff. And when when I do that, um, each time I do it, it is a learning experience for me. Um, just recently, I've had the occasion to be writing uh, what's called a log line for a movie. And I was told in the beginning, it, supposed, it had to be 25 words exactly. And so I really struggled with that. Well, it took, in in one case where I did it, I wrote a book and it took almost as long to write the 25 words as it did to write the whole book because it's so difficult to explain something in that short of a, of a context. And then I found out, well, no, it's really 27 words. Well, now after I've had 25 that I struggled with, I got to add two more and make them sound like they belong there. And that's not easy either. So got that far and then found out from somebody, oh, no, that was already, that's been changed now. And the newest thing is it's got to be two sentences and they can be any length. So now I'm back to working on another version of this log line. Well, you know, writing and text messages isn't, it's not much different. You have to really, particularly for business, you have to really think, first of all, you're invading a person's privacy, even if they've said it's okay you're still coming at them with a message that's in between um, maybe business or family or relationship issues. And, and uh, it's not like a, 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 it's not like an email, you know? Also, so, yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, um, be careful that we don't automate to the point that it's a, a robot. I think there, 
technical terms for this, right. might be yes. chatbot. Um, we leave our phones on. Many of us leave the phones on and the ringers on, even at night. And an automated text at 12.01 a.m. just to advise me that there's a new sale may not be the ideal <laughs> method yeah, uh, for right. me to convey I've that information. I shut my phone off at night, um, and I figure I'm giving it a break, and I'm charging it up at night. So with the, with the thing off, you know, completely off, put the charger on. So it wakes up in the morning just like me, all refreshed and ready to go. You know, but if I get if I get a text message in the middle of the night, um, it, it's not important because anybody who's going to be, if it's an emergency, they're going to call on the phone, and they yeah. know me, and you know, it's not it's uh, not the same. And and I have an an alternative response uh, that I I leave mine on all night, and. I do pay attention when the text ringer or the text notification comes, uh, having um, a young adult child. Yes. <laughs> well, that makes a difference. Recently yeah. out of the home and am, and have that alert on uh, that, oh, is everything okay? That's true. I understand and so, that. So, so there might be a, there's a reason why I tend to leave mine on, and I'm trying to, I still have to work being a, uh, let's just say, not the youngest of, of types, uh, that um, uh, we, to use it and to create, uh, I guess, uh, notifications that are unique to those that I want to listen to. Right. But in, in that case, we still want to use care. We want to get them delivered at reasonable times. We want to keep them informal, and yet they do need to be customized and personal uh, if we see a robot sending things, we're, we pay less attention as customers. So if you've got a millennial in your family. <laughs> see, I'm, now that I'm 237 years old, I don't think like that so much anymore. But I, I appreciate uh, uh, the idea. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal and Ken, and we are talking about reputation for business owners and managers and for professional practice folks. Um, and we we did get off on the subject here about using text messages for customers or patients, um, and I think those are two different categories. We might want to address that in the closing minutes. But we're asking you to um, stay with us and to remember that what we're doing here is we are we're going to come back to those subjects, but we are we're really talking with you, the listeners, business to business products and services retailers, wholesalers, high-tech, customer services and management people, uh, employee hiring and firing as an issue, training is an issue, leadership and teamwork as an issue, stress management, communication skills, traditional and holistic healthcare services, and that applies to single practitioners as well as major medical centers and everything in between, dentists, physical therapists, doctors, nurses, heart transplant surgeons, drug counseling, healthcare administrators, for-profit businesses and non-profit businesses. And coming up in May, we're going to be uh, at some point here doing uh, interviews with non-profit uh, businesses in in the, uh, the greater middle Tennessee area. And um, I think that'll be an interesting run of uh, shows we'll do. But for now... All of these different things that I've talked about, the different kinds of entities, the different emphasis on, on 
uh, what you do with your yourself and your and your business and those who are charged with your that you are responsible for. Um, you are really only responsible to yourself and building your reputation. And we've talked about that. And we've talked about how to focus on your customers and your employees and associates as number one. Because if you do that consistently over and over and over, the reputation starts to grow and the reputation is what makes the business work. So, um, you know, that's part of it. The other part we were just talking about uh, taking a, a little microscopic look at how to how to do that with customers by sending text messages is not always the answer. Sometimes it is, but it's how you do it. It's what those messages say and don't say, whether or not you have permission in, up front, um, whether people understand what you're trying to accomplish, and that you're not beating somebody over the head with them. You know, those those are all kind of like no-no things there. So, can can you summarize maybe well, some of these points for us? And, well, um, I think that uh, first is reputation takes a long time to build a positive rep, uh, reputation. And it's so important because it's very easily lost. So it's like an investment. It is an investment, but it's an investment you can lose. And it's then much more difficult to recover from it. Oh, and okay. uh, reputation deals with how you... Uh, uh, affects how you deal with your customers, how you deal with your employees. Uh, it deals with how you go after new markets, how you treat the existing markets, how you communicate with your customers, and, and, and keeping your reputation in mind as you develop a strategy for, like we talked about a few minutes ago in texting. Just consider the professional um, a way in which you would like to communicate or have a company communicate with you and build your texting and communication with customers around the, that philosophy. Well, that's a that's a good kind of sum up, and we should probably uh, leave it at that and hope to see you all again uh, next week, next show. And if you're looking for us in podcasts, um, remember to just go to www.newstalk941.com slash podcasts and then scroll down to BusinessWorks and you'll get a year's worth of radio broadcast podcasts uh, that uh, many people have said is equal to four years worth of classroom learning. And <laughs> no wonder what you hear is a lifetime of successful firsthand hard-nosed experience in winning and losing business and professional practice development. Um, so we hope that you will stay tuned. Come back to us next week and uh, check us out on podcasts. And you can listen to it that way anytime, day or night. Thank you. Have a great day.